Today, we are talking about Star Trek, the movies. Long exterior shots, Klingon combat, and so much slash. So much slash. So much slash. I'm Cam. That's Dan. And we are the Meh Generation. And we're done with the original series, like, truly. Done, done. Done, done. How do you feel about that, Dan? sad. You're sad. Shut the fuck up, Cameron. Of course I'm sad. I love Uh, them. And I know you love them, too. Whatever. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) You you love them. (laughs) And that's all I ever wanted. Well, I uh, you know, I had a good time watching these watching these flicks. <laughs> Film is my is my first love because uh you know, I was apparently a child with an attention span. Now I'm like, "Ugh, it's an hour long show. Pass." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we essentially grew up in the vaudeville time of the internet, so our attention spans are a little bit shorter. You know, how the pendulum swings. (laughs) We're now getting into long-form internet forms, but for a long time it was short. And, I mean, Vine was a thing. (laughs) Yeah. I will still... Now I'll watch Vine compilations like a distinguished gentleman of 28 years old. (laughs) Yeah, see, I missed Vine by that much. (laughs) I was never on Vine, and I've only ever watched Vine compilations, which I really like because, man, trying to be funny in six seconds, woof. It's like trying to be funny on Twitter. It's like trying to be funny on a podcast, and we'll figure it out eventually, (laughs) buddy. We've done 99 episodes, and this is one of them. (laughs) Yes, yes, this is number 99. (laughs) This is is one of them. (laughs) And it's also Valentine's Day. Here right. in this time, Cameron. Period. I think you should uh, summarize all six movies just real quick. Just real quick. <laughs> if you could lead us off with a really quick summary of all six of them. Okay. Well, it started out they were old, but trying to be young, and then Excellent. they embraced their age, and then Spock died, and then he was alive again, and then they saved some whales, and then they <laughs> got shattered all over, and then they declared world peace. And universal peace. And that's all six movies, Dan. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Well, don't waste your time watching all six of these flicks. You could just listen to that 60-second soundbite again. You'll get the gist of it. Sprinkle in some shacting some, and uh, uh, about a quarter cup of slash. And then add just a, just a dash of racism and you're there. <laughs> and some McCoy sass. Oh, good old McCoy. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to make my own line of uh, like Angostura bitters that are just that are just called uh, <laughs> Leonard Leonard's love. Little little <laughs> little bit of little bit of bones broth. A <laughs> little bit of uh, <laughs> bones broth. McCoy macabre. <laughs> yep, I'm on board. Well, He's, I mean, we should know, just actually just a, start. Just a 
they have Star Trek liquor already. Mm-hmm. They do. But we should start a Star Trek bar that serves exclusively Star Trek liquor with <laughs> things like McCoy bitterness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> McCoy bitters. A little McCoy bitters. It's an old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> like my sensibilities. <laughs> Yeah, think about some like if if society keeps on its on its current t- trajectory in the actual twenty third century, these characters would seem like monsters. <laughs> yep, be like they are so far from woke, <laughs> so so far from woke, just the worst. But it's okay. But it's okay. They were doing the very best they could in the 60s and 70s and 80s. And in this case, 1991. 1991. What were you doing in 1991, Dan? Uh, I think I was figuring out how diapers work. (laughs) I went to kindergarten. Ah. Fair enough. I know. I always forget how old I am and how young you are. I am but a wee babe. <laughs> but a wee babe. You gonna have a you gonna have a breakdown when you turn thirty? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's gonna be a complete and total meltdown. You better pray to God something really big happens for me between now and then, or I'm gonna be impossible. Eh, twenties or new thirties, you'll be fine. And sixties, the new forty. <laughs> Wait. Wait, did you say 20's the new 30? Yep. I'm already in my 30s? <laughs> oh my god! Yep. Yeah, you're a complete failure. <laughs> <laughs> the arbitrary ticking of the clock. <laughs> and holding myself to other people's standards that have nothing to do with me. <sighs> Although, it should be mentioned that <laughs> our dear Captain Kirk was the youngest Starfleet captain in Starfleet history. How old was he when he took command? Thirty-four. So you still got. Oh time. Christ! I've got only <laughs> I've only got five and a half years to pilot a starship. I gotta get in the academy now. <laughs> you do, <laughs> Mr. President. Sign me up for Space Force. <laughs> no, <laughs> you'll die. I know. Do you honestly trust this administration to develop straight space travel? I do not. Well, I mean, if they're gonna give NASA some more funding, then great. But yeah, but they won't do that. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who or you could just play knows? Star Trek Online, and then you can actually pilot a starship and be a captain in a couple months. Just have to put in some time. Hmm. Or, and hear me out, I find compromising photos of uh, Quentin Tarantino and use that to blackmail him so that I can be featured as a captain in his Star Trek script. Good luck. You think there aren't compromising photos of Quentin Tarantino? I'm sure there are some pictures of him doing terrible things to feet. Just terrible. I'm sure, but he's probably also not embarrassed. He's Tarantino. (laughs) Yeah, he's probably missing that part of his brain. He doesn't have a single fuck to give. Well, maybe him and I could strike up a, a friendship over our lack of fucks. <laughs> I'm what you call fuck poor. <laughs> not I'm a not st- very liquid with my fucks. Not They're a stash of fucks. <laughs> no, I used to have some fucks under my mattress, but you know, I just They're tied just up like billionaires' wealth, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Trickle down economics. Woo. 
Cameron, your resentment is showing. Grab those bootstraps. Pull yourself up. I guess hanging out with you makes my fucks, you know. Fairly <laughs> liquid. <laughs> uh, Just flowing well, out of me. Like lava. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> well, Cameron, uh, why don't you why don't you tell us how we felt about these movies? What was our most universally loved? I don't know, loved... Dan. How did we feel about these movies? <laughs> Pull up your spreadsheet, you nerd. <laughs> I shared it with you, dickweed. <laughs> yeah, but it's more fun when you read the spreadsheet. When I read the spreadsheet, I know spreadsheet. you shared it with me. Yeah, I will. I will coo and awe and react. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we. <laughs> Your favorite movies were The Wrath of Khan tied with Star Trek V. The Final Frontier. Go figure. Yeah, who knew? And it turns out that you did actually give uh, Star Trek IV a 3.75. My spreadsheet autocorrected to something else. That's what I get for doing it on my phone. When will you learn, Cameron? <laughs> to stop multitasking and pay attention to what I'm doing? Never. Um, <laughs> all in, I gave the movies a 4.125, which is the highest rating I've given so far. And I mean, I guess I should have known. I've always loved the movies. They're, they hold a very special place in my heart. But you gave them a 3.625. <gasps> Which no, is also the highest. It's not possible. <laughs> also, the highest rating that you've given, by far. <laughs> You're like a whole point above average, Dan. How do you feel about that? Um, I feel as though I'm the kind of person who has uh, an open note on his phone with tattoo ideas, and one of them is uh, definitely a Star Trek tattoo. <laughs> so. Oh my god, can I see? Well, I just more importantly, get... can our follower on Instagram see our follower? <laughs> um, there's no, there's no image associated with it, but um, I want to get a quote of Spock's that said when he said, "Change is the essential process of all existence." That's lovely. I think it's lovely too, and it will remind me to get better and quit <laughs> sucking so much. <laughs> Weren't we going to get idic tattoos? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I thought you said a dick. Oh, now uh, that I was down for. This, no thank you. <laughs> what? Come on. A dick tattoo? That's right up my alley. Idic <laughs> tattoos? No thank you. <laughs> you can get it right over your nipple. Just put a triangle on it. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I know or, a guy um, who actually, he yeah. he's a tattoos apprentice, and he wanted to get his nipples pierced, and his, his I don't his what's the term for an overseer of an apprentice master <laughs> see but that's it's usually that's, referred to as master and apprentice i know but that's weird in this context anyway his journeyman uh, his I don't know. journeyman let's go with that his journeyman tattoo artist was like if you're gonna do something stupid like that i'm gonna tattoo your nipples and he did so now he has just straight black nipples <laughs> and i was like that had to have been the most painful and erotic thing you've ever gone through He's like, yep, and yep. I can only have sex in the dark now. <laughs> Don't want anyone to see my weird black licorice nipples. <laughs> like jet black nipples. That's yep. that's that's fascinating. Right, right. Well, 
<laughs> if you ever come down here, he works in the bar and he'll show them to you at any time. So. <laughs> well, that's enticing. It's Jump to Riverton. See the famous jet black nipples. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> mm. Oh, fuck. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> back to the spreadsheet. Obviously, we care. Um, <laughs> we did rate them much higher than any other part of the original series. Yeah, they had to be better. Uh, I mean, the uh, the motion picture is right in line with a lot of the original series. <laughs> it was your lowest rating, too. Yeah. You actually... You gave three... You gave four and six the same rating. You gave two and five the same rating. And then you gave... So your favorites in order are... Uh, two and five are tied for number one. Four and six are tied for number two. Then number three then number one yeah sounds about right sounds about right whereas mine this time go number two nope that's not right number four number two number five <laughs> never thought i'd say that number six number three number one yeah five gets a bad rap it does. Ahura dances and sings, and shatters shats three all over everything. Cat lady, <laughs> it has everything. <laughs> it's loud and exciting. They they meet God and they ride horses. And How is that? He shoots well, laser beams out of his eyes, right? Which is what I would hope God is at least somewhat capable of doing. <laughs> Shooting laser beams out of his eyes. Right. Do you ju- do you imagine a giant amorphous floating head? No, I imagine an Steve old white Buscemi. guy. Oh, I mean, yeah, that that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Or um, Morgan Freeman, Viola Davis. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm on board with either of those. Yeah. Um, no, I think um, whatever God is, I think that. They're obviously an alien. Well, of course. We have to explain (laughs) everything in human history as an alien that visited Earth. Mm -hmm. It's the only logical conclusion, Cameron. Yeah. uh, Ancient aliens is super problematic. How so? Uh, Because it's just, I mean, basically, (laughs) it takes all of these civilizations' accomplishments, most of whom are civilizations of color, and says, no, no, they couldn't possibly do this on their own. It has to be aliens. They don't do it to white civilizations, but they do it to every other civilization. So it's incredibly Because white civilizations didn't do shit. White civilizations <laughs> were living in huts in, froze, in the frozen north while civilizations of color were like, hold my beer while I build a fucking pyramid. <laughs> That's so highly advanced, we still don't know exactly what it's for. Huh. Well, adding ancient aliens to the list of your triggers, so just going to put that one up there. I'm just saying, it's... I mean, the, the I, show's problematic I, I, I as find well, because it... their experts are not experts. <laughs> no, I find it extremely entertaining, because it is the most ridiculous... Hypo- hypothetical crap that they're just slinging at the wall. Oh, absolutely! Like, 
well, we don't know, so why not aliens? I mean, I also find the show very entertaining because it's just a bunch of, it's like crack dreams. Do you know what I mean? It's straight up meth. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like if you just fed comic book guy from The Simpsons ketamine steadily for years. <laughs> and let his hair grow. <laughs> yeah. Even longer. <laughs> my my favorite part of that whole show is that he uh, credits himself as a publisher, and that's his qualifications. <laughs> the people the that produce that show have got to be like, we are we are garbage, but damn it, if we're not making money hand over <laughs> fist. Well, that's every producer of reality show. Yeah, but <laughs> garbage people, but rich garbage people. Hot dumpster messes. Things well, on fire. Unlike uh, when we were going through uh, the original series or, God help us, the animated series. <laughs> hey, um, we loved the animated series. We did love the animated <laughs> series. But in the way that you you love your, you know. No, I don't. Keep metaphoring to me. Kooky old grandparent. Yeah, you love them. You love the shit out of them. But every so often they say something where you go, "What the fuck?" I I did I I I loved the animated series for for what it was. Not as a fan of animation, but as a fan of Star Trek, I liked it. As a fan of animation, it was an insult and a barrage to my senses. As were most um, things in the seventies. <laughs> cheap well, animation, woo! Yeah, yeah. I still think the the Black Cauldron was beautiful, but that's just me. Um. Of course it was. Do you get off on how hipster you are? <laughs> how hipster I am? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Cameron. <laughs> Just because a lot of people have universal disdain for the Black Cauldron movie doesn't mean that's why I like it. <laughs> you you were pretty quick to get on board with Star Trek V, too. I'm just, I'm just curious. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know for a fact that I have no idea how these things are perceived within the fan community. I'm forbidden from going on any message boards or anything, so... I'm not talking about the community. I'm talking about the only film to win a golden raspberry is your favorite. It's kind of great. (laughs) It is kind of great, I I unapologetically love the movie Speed Racer. Come at me, internet bros. It's fine. Darling, are you all right? I need you. What I've been trying to get to before you started coming at me with Truths, accusations of hipsterdom. Uh, was that um, I think that there is uh, a shorter amount of content here. Obviously, we only have the six movies versus three seasons of the original series, and even total runtime, there's probably more here than there was in the animated series but i'm not gonna stop and do math right now because i don't want to um i understand so there's there's not as much for us to discuss however um i feel like we could do a few fun things um one of which should be a slash factor countdown a slash factor countdown i'm talking the top Six slashiest moments. Wow, from these films. So, I'm gonna say number six was uh, 
from the sixth film, Vulcan shoulder tap, tap in the tracer. <laughs> the loving, longing, I have to keep tabs on you, shoulder tap. You know, I'm totally on board with that. It was just, it was so sweet. I always love when things have things have layers. Like Number onions, five mm-hmm. was the start of their journey getting back together in the motion picture when Spock comes on with curlers in his hair. <laughs> Clutching his robe. <laughs> and says, don't look at me. I just, I'm here to help. Don't look at my legs. <laughs> don't look at my legs. I need hot pants that say that across the butt. <laughs> we can make that happen. Fabulous. Don't look at my legs. <laughs> oh, number four um, has got to be when Spock is revived in search at the end of Search for Spock, and Jim grabs him by both shoulders and is like, don't you recognize me? Don't you know who I am? Spock. Yep. <laughs> oh, number three is probably a tie between one damn minute, Admiral, and hold your horses, Admiral, <laughs> and hold your horses, Captain. <laughs> uh, number two has got to be from the slashiest Star Trek, Star Trek V. Is it any wonder it's my favorite? <laughs> um, both instances where um, Spock comes to the rescue with his rocket boots on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the number one slashiest moment. Number one. Cameron? Captain. Not in front of the Klingons. (laughs) 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 So much slash. Slash was had by all. Ugh, and it was beautiful. So, I mean, unfortunately, we don't get to know any more about their time together. Well, I mean, that's not true. Sort of. We sort of get to know about their time together, but... If you say beta cannon at me, so help me God. I'm not saying beta cannon. I'm saying cannon cannon. We just have to fill in our head cannon in between cannon cannon. I cannot wait to rewatch the Abrams movies, the first one, and and rewatch that scene where uh, Spock Prime talks to... Uh, what do we call him? Calvin Kirk or Beta Kirk? Calvin. <laughs> Calvin Kirk. Um, and uh, talks about his friend that he knew. I'm going to get so verklempt. I'm going to be. Oh, my God. I'm going to be like, oh, you lonely widower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because uh, then we, you know, at some point end up with a bridge on a captain. Mm hmm. Instead of a captain on a bridge. A bridge on a <laughs> captain. Shatner's joke, not mine. <laughs> but I love it so much. 
And we'll be doing that in approximately four years. <laughs> if that. <laughs> I mean. If not uh, six. We'll, uh, you know, get through the next generation in about two and a half. Actually, so. this brings up a very valid point. I have something to ask our listeners. Mostly... After we watch The Next Generation, how shall we proceed? Because everything that was made after Next Gen is sort of in a similar timeline. So should we watch Next Gen all the way through, then watch all of the Next Gen movies, and then proceed to Deep Space Nine? Or shall we watch Next Gen and then start Deep Space Nine and watch the movies as they should have fallen? Well, fuck our listeners. I want to do the movies. <laughs> yeah, but there are spoilers that give away things about the other two series in the movies. That's the problem. Are you telling me that Captain Janeway is in Nemesis? No. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, that's that's a question I can't answer then. Um, yeah, so what I'm are a- your thoughts, listeners? Let us know. Reach out on the social media. Double O Matt Generation. We're here. We're waiting. Get used to it. <laughs> We're waiting. <laughs> oh, sad Cameron is sad. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day, and all I want is likes. <laughs> Who do you think uh, was the better director of a Star Trek movie? Do you think uh, we've got... Our, here are my contenders. Nicholas Mayer, mm-hmm. William Shatner. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. And uh, who's the one I'm forgetting? Sound of Music, West Side Story guy. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> IMDb, load, load. <laughs> Robert Weiss. Anyway, so we have Nicholas Meyer, who... Mm-hmm wrote Star Trek 2, 4, and 6, and directed 2 and 6. We have Leonard Nimoy, who directed 3 and 4, and partially wrote 4. We have Bill Shatner, (laughs) who partially wrote and directed 5, and we have Robert Weiss, who directed 1. I think he's last on the list for me. Yeah. I, I blame external forces. He had a lot that he had he had a lot of uh producer and Roddenberry pressures that he had to contend with. Well and so he also had no idea fault. what Star Trek was. Like didn't even watch an episode before he started. Well, good for him. <laughs> yeah, fresh perspectives work beautifully. <laughs> you know what sp- mm-hmm. fresh perspectives bring? Exterior shots. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, for me, it's probably a tie between Nimoy and Meyer. And it's because, not that I did. <laughs> Bill's movie is just straight up Bill. And I love that. But as far as, but as far as just the aesthetics and movies that I enjoyed more, it's Meyer and so Nimoy. I hear what you're saying. And I understand your reasoning, but I would argue that Shatner is a better director than Nimoy as far as camera use, lighting, shot composition, 
overall story, you can see that five is him saying, let's have a space adventure. Yeehaw. But I think that as a director, Shatner did a better job than Nimoy. I can understand that. I even if the story itself wasn't as, as, as good, but. Just sheer technical prowess. I agree with you. But there are some beautiful shots in Star Trek 4 and Star Trek 3 for that matter. And the acting is a little bit less in your face, but still really touching and incredibly funny. I I think that um, Nimoy probably got the best performances out of his people. Um so as an actor's director, I'd say I'd say he does a better job. But I still think that um, Nicholas Meyer is who I want in charge of a Star Trek movie. Well, yeah, he is. He does good work. He does really he good demand. work. Demand, and he's still working. <clears throat> he is. Mm-hmm. Not on Star Makes Trek, wanna... obviously. But no, he's doing the the Medici the Medici show mm-hmm. that he he did that. Um, and uh, you know, I think he's still got. Now, he hasn't directed since the 90s. I feel like Star Trek broke him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he also used to smoke like a chimney, so maybe the emphysema finally caught up. Well, the the Medici show on on the Netflix, so here in America. America! um, America! It's okay. They grow back. Now, which do you think was the best story? Of the six, which do you think is the best the best written script? The best written script. Okay, so see, that's totally a different thing. <laughs> the best story okay. is different the than story? the best written script. Fine, give me your best story, and then we can do the best, the best script. How's that? As far as the best story, it's probably six. Just because of the political intrigue and the spies and the twisteroos and the turns and this fact that a Vulcan is betraying her kind, which is another introduction to a fun tradition, which we'll see soon. Um, (laughs) And she's just such a Samantha, but I, I also love two. Um, It's a little bit more operatic in scope. Mm -hmm. The story of two is, I mean, the script of two is a little bit more operatic in scope. It's just, bigger and bolder and it's also a little cleaner i think yeah i think i think two is a little more it it has scope to it while maintaining um a very personal through line from the perspective of kirk v con um and i think and kirk v aging yeah and kirk v aging (laughs) don't look at my legs Look at me climb a mountain, though. That's fine. See, I'm still young and relevant. <laughs> Look how young I am. Uh, you all miss TJ Hooker. Don't pretend like you don't. <laughs> because it's there. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite story is four. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I w- I would agree with you. I think that I think I think six is my favorite story. Um. And two's probably the best script. That's probably the tightest script that they that they produced. Um, 
In fact, it was so good and so overpowery that it gave Kirk uh, three films worth of amnesia. <laughs> then he finally remembered his son in movie <laughs> six. And Uhura was like, been there. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> Still can't remember my parents. <laughs> right. I mean, we've had Christmases together, but I have no idea why they're important to me. <laughs> She's like, they're very nice people. <laughs> I look like them. Right? <laughs> oh, so unspeakably tragic. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. But, you know, I also just loved there are things in five that I mean, there are things in one that I loved getting the gang back together. It's superb. And there are things in five I love, like Uhura and Scotty. Yeah, that should have made our, our list of slash, but it didn't count. But I love Uhura and Scotty. It's a Me great too. pairing. It is a great pairing. Although in the in the Calvin universe, I don't think uh, Zoe Saldana and Simon Pegg would have quite the same amount of charm. It'd be like a little more, oh, okay. <laughs> Which is a shame. Simon Pegg is great casting, though, as far as oh, Simon Pegg is Scotty's like legacy. Ex, ex. I think that for the most part, the Calvin universe casting is exceptional. It is exceptional. It's really they did good. Wonderful things. Um, I still have not watched uh, all of Star Trek Beyond. I started it before we had started this podcast uh, and um, was like, oh, that is a lot of makeup on Idris Elba. I did not get what I wanted out of this, so I stopped <laughs> the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fair. But um, <clears throat> now yeah, that why there would you, are Why would you cover him up? Don't cover right? him up. Just give him, just give him the ridges. Just give him the, little, the wharf treatment. Don't go full scaly lizard man on him just give him the wharf treatment that's all we needed it was just a little just a little bit so that he still looked you know as delicious as that man looks mm -hmm. <laughs> he makes everyone thirsty it's fun right um all right now cameron yes dan i think from your perspective, you've watched these these films many, many times. I have Was indeed. this go around um, different in any way? Did you see things from a different perspective? Did it you... was actually. I mean, I. What, what were some of your your best new discoveries then? I just it was actually. I mean, most of my discoveries were in how I perceive the movies in regard to canon and in regard to everything else because I have never, you know, watched the animated series and then gone directly into the movies in sequence. I have never done that. I have seen all of the episodes and I have watched all the movies, but I have never gone directly from the animated series into the movies. And so it just kind of gave more context. And I mean, don't get me wrong, the series finale for the animated series was just as bad as it was for the original series. But... <clears throat> Seeing more adventures of all of these people, you know, barely moving their mouths and not blinking their eyes and <laughs> making some really good decisions and some really bad ones. And seeing McCoy in a blizzard again, you know, it just really, it really affected how I felt about these people coming into it because it was just, 
I mean, I enjoyed the odd-numbered films more than I ever remembered enjoying them before. I loved one, and one is usually, you know... <laughs> Exterior shots, the movie! I The first part where everyone comes together, I watch, and then I usually start doing something else around the exterior shots. Not gonna lie. It's one of those then, where I and do then you, you else. tune tune back in when uh, when Dad from Seventh Heaven gets becomes one with the satellite. Yep, yep. <laughs> when Ilya and <laughs> Pedo Dad join forces. Oh yeah, and... Ilya. God, I the <laughs> this movie's ability to introduce a young woman, a new young female character, every single movie. <laughs> Yep. Every single movie. That's it, not it, true. It, That's not true. In 2, 3, and 4, it's the same female character. She's just played by two actors. Okay. So in 2 and 3 and... But no, 4 has the doctor That's when they true. go back in time. Ha ha! Suck a dick. Well, it's because <laughs> Savick is pregnant with Spock's baby. <laughs> Which... When does, that, when does that chicken come home to roost? It doesn't. Oh my God, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. But that just means when CBS finally gets their shit together and can, you know, break themselves from the drug that is nostalgia and finally move the timeline forward past next gen, uh, maybe we can see the secret Spock uh, love baby. They are moving the timeline forward. Okay, with the Picard series. Yes. But. And some of the other planned series too, actually. There are like six now, so. They're not all gonna happen. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, actually. So the question is, what musical numbers will the Picard cast do on its bridge? <laughs> and will it be as as terrifyingly cringy? <laughs> what are you doing watching stuff like that? <laughs> it popped up on Facebook. I don't know who any of those characters are, but I just started playing and I was like, Ew. <laughs> like I don't I don't think I love musical theater and I love Star Trek, but for some reason this is like not right. I don't like it. It's because you don't know them. It's fine. We'll talk about it. Oh god, it's so hard for me not to talk to you about Discovery. It's so well, hard. I know. It's hard for everyone to not talk to me about Discovery. People on the streets are like, have you watched Star Trek Discovery? I thought you liked Star Trek. And I'm like, no, I haven't. I'm not allowed. <laughs> Cameron what? keeps me on a very short leash. And they're like, oh, is Cameron your husband? And then there's a long pause. And I go, kind of. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> work husband. <laughs> yeah, he's my, you're, you're my work husband. <laughs> We're not uh, right, Kitty. We're not right. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. We're part of a quapple. <laughs> yeah. Courtney's also referred to Adair as my side chick. <laughs> Your side chick. <laughs> and I was like, not really. <laughs> uh, I'm just blessed with a lot of best friends. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. It must be nice. You should try it sometime, Cameron. <laughs> you can't sit with us. <laughs> I'd better fucking be able to sit with you. <laughs> Bridge on the captain. Uh... Bridge on the captain. Well, um, I mean, back to what I learned most is that I just I loved everything this time. And I think it was because we've spent so much time 
with this crew. I even the even the stuff that really irritated me before I was willing to overlook and I don't think it's I mean the movies have haven't obviously improved in quality it was just having that context and being so familiar with them and focusing actually on slash for the I mean it's something I've always been aware of but I hadn't really focused on it and focusing on it honestly brings a whole new level of goodness to these movies and these oh, series yeah. It's 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 a piss poor series without the slash. <laughs> it adds it adds so much. It's the umami in this recipe. <laughs> it is. You can't quite put your finger on what it is, uh, but it just makes everything better. This is the slash is the umami bomb of this Star Trek stew. <laughs> it is, and it's it's meaty and. <laughs> delicious. I hope we get I hope we get slash in every series going forward. I hope we do. that they. I don't think it'll ever be on the epic, unintentional uh, <laughs> brilliance that was uh, Kirk, Kirk slash Spock. It's but, it's true, but we do, and I mean, there is so much fan fiction about pretty much anyone that you can think of, from Picard and Riker, Picard and Data, Picard and Wesley. <laughs> Ew, that's not right. Wesley's a child. Not later on when he's an adult. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Captain Daddy over there. <laughs> Shit. Captain Daddy. <laughs> but also Deanna and Crusher and Picard and Crusher and Deanna and Picard and Tasha Yar and Data. And uh, Tasha and Diana and Crusher. Yeah? I haven't read yeah? that. I haven't seen I that, know. but I'm sure it exists. You I can find know. you can find Slash Direction for anything that you want. <laughs> Really? Yay, after the Tumblr after the Tumblr purge, where is it now? <laughs> Archive of our own. <laughs> Ooh, gross. <laughs> you can sort by rating, Dan. It's fine. Ah. Well, <laughs> that'll just make things worse. <laughs> Come on, internet, do your worst. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Jory, you can't use the visor like that. Take it off the M. Take it off the M. Put it back to R. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's a good time um but yeah and then deep space nine all of those characters cross over and then in voyager too janeway and chakotay janeway and seven janeway and Bellana. <laughs> oh boy i'm getting ahead Bellana and paris um, yeah no no it's it's good it's great <laughs> bunch of horny nerds <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> Well, uh, you know what I'm going to do this weekend, Cameron? <laughs> Read some slash fiction? <laughs> no, I'm going to watch the first two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, my God. And it's great because it's a two-parter episode. So it's like a movie, I Dan. <laughs> I know. I'm excited. I just had a conversation with someone last night about how Q was a great foil for Starfleet just in general and a great invention of television. And I was like, sure, why not? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You must you must know a lot of nerds. I just... I do. I was I was having dinner with a nerd last night and a big old nerd. Um, <laughs> so. I mean, it's fine. All of my favorite people are nerds. So, oh, that's good. That's good. Especially my wife, biggest nerd yeah. of them all. Big old dork. <laughs> but um, closing closing thoughts. Final thoughts about 
this crew, who we will see at least part of again in a movie, um, and little guest spots along the way. If when when Leonard McCoy shows up on Next Generation, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Well, I hope you're prepared to lose your mind very soon. <gasps> Shut up! <laughs> oh God, don't don't tease me like that. I'm gonna. All right. Well, and then we'll also have to. <laughs> this is w- way far in the future, way far. But um, <laughs> after the movie Generations, our dear Bill himself wrote four novels that continued the story. <laughs> so we might have to do a little talk about those. <laughs> Shatner wrote four novels i'm assuming co-wrote there's no way he wrote them himself i i mean i don't know they're attributed strictly to shatner and after even reading the summaries it's like nope this came straight from bill's (laughs) mind straight from (laughs) straight from the shatner's mouth that is amazing straight from the horse's mouth i want all of them (laughs) for my birthday please okay okay Oh, Christ, Daniel. It's, oh, man. Anyway, um, so that's that's the next time we're going to be dealing with a movie. But I'm really looking forward for you to get to know the Next Generation crew because they, they are actually my crew. They are the ones that I think of when I think of Star Trek. They are the ones that I know best and relate to and... Their chemistry is outstanding. And I mean, I think you're honestly going to like, now that you've seen how (laughs) piss in the wind the science was in the original series, I think you're really going to appreciate how much thought and care they put into it at every other series after. I mean, it involves a lot of techno babble, but there is not a single stone that's unturned. Oh, I like that. That's exciting to me. That gives me hope and... um... You know, I have a lot of excitement around this. I think we're going to enjoy looking at this together. I think it's going to be fun to see another crew. And um, it'll soften the blow of how sad I am that I'm done with the original series crew. I'm like legitimately sad. Mostly I am too. Because I wanted, to, I wanted it to end with Kirk and Spock's wedding. I know. God damn it. <laughs> Head cannon. <laughs> Head cannon. Oh, the final, the final. Tr- okay, Cameron. I, if you'll allow me, I would like would to end. To. I would like to end our our wrap up here with my headcanon for what happens after Star Trek Six ends. I would like love the that. final shot. Kirk says, second star to the left, straight right. on till morning. Warp drive engages. They're tunneling through space because I know how much you love that effect. (laughs) Are they going slow? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not happening. Okay, just regular Um, warp drive. Spock Spock stands next to Kirk. Kirk senses his presence behind him. Spock sets his hand gently on his shoulder and says, well, Captain, what are we going to do now? And Kirk puts his hand on top of Spock's hand and says, 
You know, I've been thinking about building a cabin. <laughs> but see, I've got a problem, Spock, because, uh, you know, I'd like to buy the land that I build it on, but uh, as a human, I, I'm not allowed to purchase land on Vulcan. Oh, Captain, there is a logical solution to this problem. Were you to marry a Vulcan, you would be able to purchase land on Vulcan. Oh, I see. Well, that's a pretty convenient solution. Does he pull a rake out of his pocket? At which point? (laughs) Let me finish. At which point? Kirk pulls a ring out of his pocket. Oh, fuck yes. (laughs) And turns around in his chair to face Spock. (laughs) Then, since he's old as shit, it takes him a second. He gets down (laughs) on one knee. And for just a moment, for just a moment, the Vulcan gasps just ever so slightly. It's the tiny, tiny gasp (laughs) because it's this perfect silver ring with the, with the, with the uh, with the edict etched into it, but the circle portion is just a little diamond. Oh God, damn it! How much have you thought about this? <laughs> this is happening right now. This is all improv. Oh, it's, it's it's it's, it's all there. It's all there. Scotty puts his hand on Ahura's shoulder. She puts her arm around his waist. <laughs> Sulu's off enjoying his boys' cruise. <laughs> The boys and Rand. Rand and the boys. <laughs> Rand and the boys. No, it's Sulu and the boys featuring Rand. Anyways. Um, and uh, Chekhov smiles and and starts to clap. And uh, as as Kirk puts puts the ring on, on Spock's finger, McCoy goes, well, it's about goddamn time. <laughs> Wiping tears away. <laughs> you know, as a ship's doctor, I am allowed, I am ordained and allowed to marry people. <laughs> At this point, Jim is standing. And he says, I thought that was a ship's captain. Well, your old ass is retiring, and the rest of us have captain's rank anyways, <laughs> captain. I'm a god, I'm the surgeon general of Starfleet. If I say you're married, you're married. Now, Mr. Spock, <laughs> do you, with your green-blooded heart, take this man to be your husband? I do, you racist old doctor. <laughs> and do you, Captain James Tiberius Kirk, for some inexplicable reason, take this green-blooded <laughs> bastard to be your lawfully wedded hobgoblin? <laughs> I do, but could you tone down the racism bones? You get what you get. You it's, didn't have to pay for it. It's fine. We have an understanding. I love you, Spock. I'm very happy for both of you. Now, you kids uh, are beautiful. We only have one ring, but uh, cut to Chekhov at the replicator, getting another ring made. Walks over. Perfect. Here comes the ring bear. <laughs> And uh, he hands it off to to Spock <laughs> and says, this reminds me of a wedding in Russia. <laughs> and then 
McCoy Daxon. <laughs> Boy, this is your Not fantasy. Now. I can just tell. <laughs> Spock puts the the ring on on Kirk's finger. And as he gives it a twist, it begins to vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, Kirk twists it the other way and goes, "Not bad." <laughs> <laughs> All right, by the power invested in me by the headcanon fantasy of Daniel Crary, <laughs> I now pronounce you husband and husband. You can kiss and do whatever other stuff you two like to do, but wait for us to leave first. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Not me. <laughs> And they uh, they drop them off on Vulcan, and uh, they take the ship back to to Earth without them, oh. and that's how it ends. Oh God, Dan, it's so good. So are her and Scotty already married? Oh no, they they were both married in the past. They don't believe in that anymore, but they've okay. been together for years. <laughs> Free love, okay. Great. Oh yeah, oh yeah, love it. Where do you think Sulu stays when he comes to Earth? He stays <laughs> with them, and it's a whole orgy thing. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> and Chekhov dies alone. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Love you, Walter. Well, Cameron, um, we have loved it. We have hated it. We've quoted it. Actually, we we've have rated quoted it, it. But mostly we've loved it. I'm quick. just saying in general, not in this episode. Quick, what's your favorite quote? Oh, uh, I have and always will be your friend. Come on. This is the best yeah, quote too. in the movies, period. Nothing even comes close. Yeah. Well, one damn minute, Admiral, is pretty close, but... I have had enough, enough of, of you. you. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's pretty good. And of course, God! <laughs> Get in the closet. <laughs> Guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> you haven't experienced Shakespeare until you've read it in the original Klingon. <laughs> Now we've quoted it, and we've rated it, and we rated it very highly. I would just like to one more time say that all in, like all in the original cast, with all the media that they were in, we rated, we gave it a 3.46 altogether. Hmm. Respectable. It is respectable. It's a, it's almost a whole point above average. So mm-hmm. I love that. Um. So yeah. Loved it, hated it, quoted it, rated it. And that just leaves one other thing for me to do. And that's to wish you all to have a great week, everyone. Keep on trekking. And we'll see you back here next week for the next generation. Yeah, we will. Encounter the at thing we named this the, the thing we named this show after. And the theme song is based on. Woo! I am so excited. I hope you all are too.
happy VD Day, Cameron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've both left our wives to come record a podcast. So what does that say about us? Well, my wife is working all day, so. And my wife is sleeping off a hangover. <laughs> Pretty typical. Yeah, right. Sounds about right. Cameron's wife never stops working, and my wife's work is drinking. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Indeed. Well, I'm just slowly <sighs> making my way through a box of bag of Snickers minis. <laughs> May I ask why? <laughs> Did they... you skip breakfast? No, I just love them. And unfortunately, I can't finish a whole Snickers bar. But I can finish a whole bag of those little bitches. I don't know why. <laughs> I <laughs> maybe it slows you down just enough that your stomach can keep pace. Just having to unwrap the next one is just enough uh, refractory time for your stomach to be like, "All right, do your worst, you son of a bitch." Yeah, I don't know what the deal is, but I seriously, it's hard for me to finish a whole Snickers bar, even if I take the same size bites and set it down and come back later. It's just. It's a lot. It's almost too much. But those little fuckers, I'm seriously, I can go and go and go and just be fine. Until like three hours later when I'm like, oh my God, I had a whole bag of Snickers minis. <laughs> I'm learning so much about you. See, this is why I enjoy podcasting is that I get these, I get these little glimpses, these little insights. Yeah. Um, it's not just me. And I actually bought them for my students, so I can't eat them all. But <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that always the truth? Yep. These are for the kids. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> Happy Valentine's. <laughs> A Secret Weapon Production.